Hello? Hello. We're here. What's up, guys? Welcome to the first episode of the Crash and Burn Wrestling Podcast on the Anchor app. I am your host, as always, the self-proclaimed greatest introduction person, but I am the greatest person alive, Josh, along with my co-host, Jason. And we're here with uh, Wyatt, and we're just waiting on Jimmy, right, guys? I'm here. Uh, Jimmy's here? Yes. Alrighty. All right. Hello, hey, everyone. Well. Welcome to the premiere episode of the Crash and Burn Wrestling Podcast. Today, we'll be talking about wrestling and our predictions for Money in the Bank this Sunday. I'm Jason, along with Josh. What's up, guys? What's up, everyone? So... What? All right, uh, welcome aboard to the Crash and Burn Wrestling Podcast. I'm Wyatt here, and uh, let's we Sunday's supposed to be a fun-filled weekend of Money in the Bank, and uh, let's give it to our ho- co-host, uh, Josh, a.k.a. Josh's Toy Show. Subscribe to him on YouTube. So, Josh, you may take it away. All right, guys, so we're going to do our predictions for Money in the Bank. Uh, it's going to seem interesting with doing it at the um, ha- corporate headquarters. Like, what did you guys think about... Um... Money in the Bank being at corporate headquarters for this Sunday. Let, let's start with Wyatt. Yeah, let's start I with think, Wyatt, guys. I'm, great, I'm grateful to say it's actually something a little different that we have, that WWE is doing since, the, since we got, you know, what the world's got going on. Um, but it's a little interesting to see you get to go. It's something a little different. And you, instead of just climbing a ladder, you have to climb all the way on top of the building to get the briefcase. So... We'll see who goes for the win Sunday, and uh, hopefully there's some fun moments and maybe some exciting and shocking moments coming along the way. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. So. And and hey, Jimmy, what do you think? It's different. Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So. Oh yeah. So it's kind of interesting to me how they're gonna do this. Like, yeah, instead of like climbing just the ladder. You're basically climbing the entire headquarters itself. I feel like that's kind of a cool twist to it because we never really had an actual pay-per-view at WWE headquarters, and it's kind of interesting what they're going to do with this. Yeah, so this this is going to be a a historic event on Sunday. Very different, thanks thanks to COVID-19. Yeah, COVID-19 has impacted us us all during uh, 2020 and... Don't worry, it's when COVID is all gone, wrestling will be back to the way it was. We exactly. All exactly. So let's get on with the predictions, shall we? Who's ready? Who's ready? All right, so yes, first we're going to be doing the SmackDown Tag Team Championship Fatal 4 match. We have here the New Day defending the titles against Lucha House Party, Grand Metal League, and Lince Dorado against Miz and Morrison, and one of the newest teams, which actually happens to be one of my favorite tag teams on SmackDown right now, the Forgotten Sons. My predictions for this, that's kind of tricky, because there's a lot of great tag teams in this. There's a lot of great talent in this, but if I had to choose one, it'd have to probably be the New Day probably retaining, or Miz and Morrison taking the titles back from the New Day for another for a second reign as champion. So... Let's go over to Jason. Who is your prediction for the SmackDown thing? Tag Team Match yeah. Championship Fatal 4 match? Sorry. 
I'm going for the Miz and Morrison, and I would like to start with Jimmy. Who do you think is going to win that match? Miz and Morrison. And Wyatt? That's pretty tricky. Um, I see the New Day taking the retain, but Miz and Morrison deserve the longer tag team title reign. So hopefully Miz and Morrison get the titles. That's my pick, but I think the New Day will win. But I know for sure that they're not going to give them to the Forgotten Sons just yet because the Forgotten Sons just came to the main roster. So I would just give them time. The best time would give the titles to the Forgotten Sons would probably be Hell in a Cellar Survivor Series time. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, I'm, I'm not looking to seeing the Forgotten Sons just win the titles yet, but but there is a chance that they will win the titles in the future. Yeah, probably sometime in the future they'll have a main roster title. Alrighty, we got the SmackDown Women's Championship match. We have Bailey versus Tamina. Now, going on with this thing now with Bailey, Tamina, and Sasha Banks on SmackDown. Bailey is the longest reigning women's champion right now. So if I had to choose, I think Bailey's going to retain the title. But I would like to see a new champion in Tamina. I feel like Tamina deserves a title. I feel like she deserves a push. She's been like a jobber and catering for the last few months. And I feel like they need to build new superstars up. So I might go with either Tamina taking the title or uh, Bailey retaining. It's kind of tricky on that one. So let's start with Jason. Who do you think is going to win the SmackDown Women's title on Sunday? Well, I feel like Bailey had the title for long enough, so it's time for Tamina to have one. And I'll let's start with Y for this match. Who you got for that match? Sadly, even though I don't like her, I got to go with Bailey to take the retain. Because I don't see them giving the title to Tamina. And I don't think there's going to. I know Tamina's not the best one in the ring. I don't know if she's going to be around WWE much longer. I don't know. But we need to see the Bailey and Sasha feud everyone's been patient for for the past four years. Ever since them coming to the main roster. We thought at WrestleMania we were going to see it. But no, we got it wrong. But I see Bailey's going to retain because the Bailey and Sasha feud's got to come at some point. I really don't pay much to the SmackDown women's division, but no matter what, it's going to be Bailey. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Basically. All right, Bailey's and I'll let's to get Jimmy's thoughts on that match and his pick. I think Bailey. You you think Bailey? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Next. All right, next match. We got the WWE Championship match. Now, I'm really looking forward to this match. Drew McIntyre putting the title on the line against the Monday Night Messiah, Seth Rollins. My thoughts are going on this. There's no way, and I mean no way, Seth Rollins is going to take that title. Yet. I, uh, not yet. Drew just won it at WrestleMania. Let him have it for a few days. Or as long as you want him to have it. I'm going with Drew McIntyre to retain because, one, Drew McIntyre is my favorite wrestler on the roster. Currently, I feel like he's got a great potential in his second run in the WWE, and I feel like they are treating him more with respect. So my pick for this one, Drew McIntyre, to retain the title. So now let's go to Jason. Jason, who do you think is going to win this match? Drew McIntyre needs to keep the title a little longer. That's all I'm going to say for this. this. And, hey, hey, Jimmy, who do you got for this match? Drew McIntyre. And Wyatt? 
of course, as like you all said, Drew McIntyre because he just won the WWE title WrestleMania. Give him, give him his, give him because it's twenty twenty his year, and there's no way I see them putting the title on Seth freaking Rollins. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. like Rollins has the title, and then he'll be like, I'm the best champion there was. I was the first WWE champion out of yeah. the Shield. McIntyre McIntyre deserves the best rivalries. 2020's your year, McIntyre. Yes, yes. He retained the title. Give him a Claymore, and let's see what's next for him. But yes, Drew McIntyre for the W. Yeah. Because this will be easy retained for him. Totally agree with that one. Mm-hmm. So, uh... Let's do um, the next match, which is the Universal Championship match. Braun Strowman defending the title against Bray Wyatt. Not The Fiend, Bray Wyatt. Funhouse Bray Wyatt. Firefly Funhouse character, Bray Wyatt. Hmm. This is going to be an interesting match overall. I would possibly go with Braun to retain since he just won it at WrestleMania. But, like, I kind of see Bray taking the title back because Bray got kind of robbed by Goldberg at Super Showdown. And, I mean, I get the fans were pissed, but you shouldn't have taken putting the title on a part-timer who barely shows up, for example, like Goldberg and, for example, like Brock Lesnar. That's a good so point. Yep. So, at least he looks still. At least he still looks like a badass in the ring, Goldberg. At least he still. And as got everyone him. knows, Brock Lesnar is Wyatt's best friend. No, you. That's your favorite Wyatt. <laughs> no, he's not my favorite. <laughs> I don't know any friends Brock Lesnar's got. So. Oh. Well, All right. So who are you gonna pick for this match? Well, I'm picking basically Braun Strowman to retain. Oh, you're asking me, right? Yep. All right. Uh, fully Bray Wyatt, but it's good if if maybe if Bray transforms into the Fiend at the end of the match, I could see the Fiend see Bray Wyatt himself taking the title. But it was really, 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 really upsetting to fans like me seeing Braun Strowman with the Universal title, which Braun Strowman never worked his way. He got handed to it due to what Roman Reigns' decision, but I hopefully, hopefully Bray Wyatt. Okay. How about you, Jimmy? Who do you think is going to win? The Braun. Braun's going to win? Right. I'm going to go with Braun Strowman, too. All right. So we got... So we'll see what happens this Sunday. All right. Moving on to the highlighter of the night. We have our Money in the Bank ladder matches for our prospective men and women. So we're going to start off with the women's one. We have the women's Money in the Bank ladder match with Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Asuka, Dana Brooke, Carmella, and Lacey Evans. Now, a lot of great picks in this match, but I have to go with Shayna Baszler. She's my favorite currently on the women's roster. I feel like she's got a great future in the WWE. So my pick for that match is Shayna Baszler with with the W. And my pick for this match is going to be probably Shayna Baszler. How about you, Wyatt? I don't see anyone in on the SmackDown Women's Division winning the Money in the Bank because the SmackDown Women's Division, in my opinion, has gone down the shitter. But uh, pretty much on Raw, you know, you got Nia Jax, Asuka, and Shayna Baszler. I don't see Nia Jax doing it since she just returned. 
But I believe Shayna Baszler is going to um, probably win the Money in the Bank briefcase. But where's Becky Lynch been at lately? Right. Mm, yeah, where's Becky Lynch been lately? And how are your thoughts to win? Yeah, Jimmy, but, who do you count? My, my, pick, my pick is Shayna Baszler. How about you, Jimmy? Shayna Baszler? Yeah. And then we have the men's Money in the Bank ladder match. We got yes, Daniel sir. Bryan. We have the men's Money in the Bank ladder match. I'm really looking forward to the men's match because there's a lot of um, superstars in it that are very interesting. Who never been in the Money in the Bank ladder match? Some haven't, and some are probably first timers. So first timers, the men's yep. Money in the Bank match, we have Alistair Black, Daniel Bryan, Rey Mysterio, King Corbin, AJ Styles, and Otis. Now. I wanted to see Dolph instead of Otis, but I feel like Otis, this is his first Money in the Bank ladder match of his career, and I don't see him winning because they're not going to build him up as a single star. He's in a tag team, but I know they're doing the whole Otis-Manny storyline, so I feel like, you know, my pick is one of my favorite wrestlers currently right now. My pick for this match is definitely, I'm going with the Dutch Destroyer, Aleister Black. That's definitely my pick. Second-hand pick would have to be King Corbin. I'm going to go with AJ Styles or Daniel Bryan. How about you, Jimmy? AJ Styles. Wyatt? I really hope it's AJ Styles, but also I see King Corbin uh, taking the briefcase because Corbin kind of deserves it because, you know, as you see, Jinder Mahal got him robbed at the episode of SmackDown with John Cena involved. And, you know, after that Mm -hmm. match... Of Corbin's cash in, a girl at the front row flipped John Cena the middle finger. Oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and do you know what I see in the Money in the Bank ladder match? What? What? Otis tries to attack someone and then he rams himself accidentally through the glass window and falls. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it happening, but like, I feel like a lot of guys have potential in that match, like Aleister Black. Uh, let's see. Alistair Black has a potential to win that match. Ray Mysterio. And I would see either... I would say either, you know, AJ Styles, because I feel like AJ Styles was robbed one year of winning the bank in 2017 when he almost won. Right. Yeah. So pretty much that was basically... But now we're going to talk about Raw this Monday. But before we get to Raw this Monday, um, tomorrow night on Fox, uh, Dooley is doing a show called Greatest Ladder Matches in honor of Money in the Bank this Sunday. It starts at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Times. uh, For everybody out on the West Coast, 7 for you, 8 for everybody on the East Coast. Um, I'm looking forward to what matches they have on this list, but... We'll take that out of the way. Let's talk about what's going on for Raw this Monday. Um, We're getting the return of my favorite wrestler of all time, and I'm sure the biggest return of 2020, the Radar Superstar Edge, is coming back this Monday on Raw. Yeah, Edge. And why it's all all time favorite wrestlers coming back as well. I I know why it has some news to talk about in in the wrestling world. Why it's favorite wrestler. Wyatt? Wyatt? Wait, what? You have some news you want to talk about on this podcast. News I want to talk yeah. about? Um, all I know, I heard uh, the heavy, heavy Machinery has announced that they're split up. Otis is going to be on a singles competition. Good for Otis. 
But um, I can't I can't even think of the top of my head now. But maybe a good if any if anyone else has news to talk about, that's the only news thing I got in my head right now. Pretty much, yeah. Because Tucker hasn't. I don't think I've seen. I don't remember seeing Tucker on TV. I heard I heard something about heavy machinery splitting up, and there's like big stuff heated up for Otis. Oh my gosh! Damn. Dang. Oh my that gosh! Sucks. Really? They, oh they yeah, it does. Them up when they just came to the main oh, roster, yeah. they've been in the main roster for a yeah, year now. So, yeah, it's fair to tag teams like they. But the thing that they should have done is when Enzo and Cass were signed, they did that whole storyline where Cass was revealed as Enzo's attacker. And I'm like, don't split them up. I'm like, one, because they bring so much joy to the WWE Universe, and two, you're going to split up one of the tag teams you just brought up, like, in 2017. Well, this is going way back. But I'm saying, if you're going to split a tag team up, split a tag team up that hasn't had the right um, potential and the right push yet. Mm-hmm. So, can you see... So what do we see? We have Edge coming on back on Raw this Monday, and along with Randy Orton as well, after their grueling match at WrestleMania for Last Man Standing. So I'll give my thoughts on that match. I thought that match was kind of, you know, it was okay. It was, to be honest, it was a good match. Like, I think it was one of the best matches of the night, just how much violence and, like, how much action they had towards it. And... Edge coming back from a career-threatening injury is just amazing. For like at 46 years old, at where he is today, he's—I he, could see him going for another world title opportunity. He still got it, indeed. Yeah. Best shape he's ever been. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. And I could see, you know, Edge. You know, since him coming back to the Royal Rumble was something special for me because. It kind of reminded me of my childhood again, watching wrestling from the very beginning. And when it, when he came out at number twenty one, I was I was like, this can't be real. I'm like, this is just a lie. And then he comes out, I'm like, no way. I am like in shock that he just came out at number twenty one. But he should have won the Royal Rumble. I would have predicted for him to win it, but I knew that wasn't gonna happen. But at least he got to be a part of it. Yeah. Yes. I thought he would have won, but guess what? You have Drew McIntyre winning. This man was going to be a true star, and look at Drew McIntyre now. He's the WWE champion. And also, um, as of this week, as of tonight, you know, you have Jeff Hardy returning on SmackDown, and maybe who are you going to find out is Daniel Bryan and Drew Gulak's tag team partner. Yeah. Hmm. Any predictions on Drew Gulak and Daniel Bryan's tag team partner? Is it possibly somebody coming back? Well, It's Jeff Hardy. Possibly. Hmm. Possibly, yeah, maybe. Or they may put him in a singles match. But if it wasn't Jeff Hardy, who would you say, like, pick somebody from the roster that hasn't been on SmackDown in, like, a number of months? Like, who would that be? Bo Dallas. Bo Dallas. That's a good pick. Bo Dallas. I feel like they could use him. He's still employed. Mm-hmm. Well... I get, I, I, it's definitely not Roman Reigns because they said they're not mentioning Roman Reigns on TV yet. What? Yeah, that I don't know why that's happening with him. 
<laughs> but back to Edge. Like Edge had um, he they they're putting like who if you had a dream match to put Edge in, who would you put Edge in a dream match with? For me, I'd have to go Edge versus Seth Rollins, Edge versus Roman Reigns, and Edge versus AJ Styles. Those are my top three dream opponents for Edge. So, who would you pick for dream opponents for Edge to face in the ring? Let's start with Wyatt. Like what Josh said, said um, AJ Styles or Roman Reigns would be nice, and especially Seth Rollins. I would also like to see Edge versus Daniel Bryan. I don't know if it's happened yet or not, but that would be a pretty good dream match, in my opinion. And um, I can't. Uh, probably Edge versus Bray Wyatt would be nice. All right. How, how about you, Jimmy? Edge versus King Corbin. Edge versus King Corbin. Hmm. Hmm. Anybody else you got there, Jimmy? Yes. Who are they? Edge versus Jeff Hardy. I think the match has happened before. <laughs> How about, I like to see Jeff and Edge one more how time. How about Edge versus Daniel Bryan? Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah. Edge versus Alistair Black. Oh, Alistair Black. That's a great pick. Now, let's go to the Wednesday Night Wars last night. Well, not it's not Wednesday, but... So, what did you guys watch for um, the Wednesday Night Wars? So, we all know it's been in the battle with AEW and NXT. I watched NXT for the first time in nearly a month. <laughs> I basically watch AEW every Wednesday, just how good the matches are. And basically, I turned on NXT because we had the debut of Karrion Cross, aka Killer Cross. Who has been one of my favorite wrestlers from the independent scene and in other promotions as well that he's worked for. Uh, but AEW, I heard, had some good matches on Wednesday. I uh, I saw some of Jason's uh, clips from his Instagram page and that Matt Hardy and uh, Kenny and Inner Circle match. Was that match was indeed mind blowing, extreme match of the night, match of the year. Though you. So, I wouldn't say match of the year. Why? What show did you watch Wednesday? I watched uh, the main event of AEW. Mm-hmm. I thought it was enjoyable. The battle the, when they fought inside the Jack Jaguar Stadium, I believe. Yeah, was they nice. The, the first Jaguar match of AEW. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah they had uh, uh, the. I do. Rare opinion, but I really like the matches in the daylight scene. It looked pretty cool with Cody Rhodes against whoever he Georgia fought. Yeah. But it had the day Yep, it had the daylight scene. It looked like it was WrestleMania nineteen all over again. <laughs> yeah. I watched NXT because the NXT had some good matches. I kinda went back and forth between AEW and NXT. But mostly I pay attention to NXT because of Corian Cross and Scarlet debuting. That to me was the highlighter of the night. Uh Corian Cross's entrance, my God. If you guys haven't seen it, you'll—it's basically one of the best entrances I've seen. Like his entrance itself was one of the best of the whole night. And seeing and kind of thing that shocked me was that Johnny Gargano had a match, 
on NXT this week against um, who did he face on NXT? I forgot he faced somebody, and he I did I saw the title. And speaking song, of Gargano, whole new theme he has a new theme song. Yeah, I was just about to say that he has a new theme song, new attitude. I like this. I like this heel Johnny Gargano. I feel like. I feel like they're doing the same thing with Tommaso Ciampa. When Tommaso Ciampa came back from the injury he had, he came back as a full-on psychopath heel character. Then after a while, you know, oh, we're going to make Ciampa face and all that, blah, blah, blah. But you see, Johnny Gargano's been the biggest baby face for the last year. And I feel like, you know, Gargano needs a new attitude, a new look. New theme song, maybe a new character. So, bye bye, Rebel Heart. Hello to the new Johnny Gargano way. So, I feel like. So, what do you guys think about Johnny Gargano turning heel? Do you think it's interesting or, or it's? Uh, Let's kind of see how this goes. I'm surprised. I about really this. didn't care. <laughs> Why I didn't care? How about you, Jimmy? I don't watch NXT. I don't watch NXT. Surprise. Oh yeah, you are. So, Jimmy, what'd you think? You think, did you like uh, the new Gargano character? Yes. Jimmy loves everything. Yeah. <laughs> I can, he's he, got a lot he's of He's a fan of everyone. Yeah. I can see, like, the like now he's just going from no rebel heart. He's all heart, no soul. Like, that kind of character kind of, like, just breaks everybody's heart. I'm like, it's a new beginning, a new era for Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae. It's a brand new beginning for the both of them because they haven't gotten the respect they haven't deserved in such a while. And I feel like Johnny Gargano needs to be a heel for a short period of time because, uh, you know, he's been a babyface for the longest time. But I can see why people don't care. Like, oh, NXT sucks. AEW is better because it has so many good matches. But, like, if you like what you like, it's it's what you like. It's it's all it's all about not it's not about. Yeah, we all have our opinions. Right. Yeah. yeah. Crash and burn is all about opinions. And you know when it's not Monday Night War. It's Wednesday Night War for the yeah. Smarks because you know it's the, it's Wednesday nights the Smarks because you have AEW and NXT because the Smarks are always like it's all about work rate. And then to Vince, it's all about ratings. It's all about, about ratings. <laughs> I want the higher ratings. It's about oh, star yeah. power. It's about star power, not about work rate. And then, um, so what else should we talk about here? Hmm. You want to talk about, uh, hmm. let's see, let's talk about AEW this week. I heard there's a, so we already talked about NXT. I believe. So let's talk about AEW. Right. So <laughs> Double or Nothing is this Sunday. Well, well, the following Sunday after Money in the Bank. It's May 23rd. I think you meant it's a it Saturday. supposed to be in. Saturday, May 23rd, um, Double or Nothing. Live so, on pay-per-view for $50. Yeah. And it's and um, it was supposed to be in Las Vegas where they had their first show when AEW yeah. was just started. So a lot of matches have been added to the card uh, as seen on Dynamite. And Dynamite week. featured the return of JR and Excalibur. Yep. But I didn't watch it, but I heard it was good. So we had the TNT Championship Tournament bracket uh, on Dynamite throughout the weeks. The final two are going to... So we had Cody and Sean Spears in the first uh, semifinal match. Cody won by pinfall. 
Uh, I was really looking. Well, uh, it was Cody and Sean Spears. My my bad on that one. Cody beat Sean Spears by a pinfall. Cody advanced to face, and then we had Sammy Guevara and Darby Allen. Darby Allen won the match, and he was gonna face Cody in the in the match. And then we had Dustin Rhodes and Kip Sabian. Now everyone was like, "Oh, this is gonna be Dustin's last match. This is gonna be Dustin's last match of his career, and he's gonna retire for good." Well, that wasn't the case. Dustin won. D- Dustin Rhodes beat Kip Sabian one, two, three, and won the match, and his career continued. And Dustin advanced to face Lance Archer, which Lance Archer beat Cole Cabana, which we all knew, right? We, we all knew Lance Archer would beat Cole Cabana in, like, what, five seconds? Like, that guy's unstoppable. The, the murder hawk monster. Like, who's a fan of uh, Lance Archer? Me. I, mean, I, I, I know Jimmy is. is. Yeah, I love Lance. Lance is a great performer. And then Lance won. So it's Cody and Lance Archer this Sunday at double. Well, this Saturday. Why don't you think Sunday? I always say pay per views are always on a Sunday. It's not yeah. this Saturday yeah. if it's the twenty third. It's like twelve. It's like twelve or thirteen days after Money in the Bank. Yeah, I believe. So on Saturday, that I could be wrong. it's going to be Cody and Lance Archer for the TNT title. But we're going to get some double or nothing matches on the way. We'll have our full prediction show uh, once all the matches have been announced. There's only like four matches. Um, In the future. There's only like four matches to be uh, announced because I'm looking at it on my laptop right now. So we have Cody and Lance Archer for the TNT Championship. But who knows? What is that title going to look like? I don't who even knows? know what that title is going to look like. I hope it doesn't look like crap like the women's title did. <laughs> or the 24 7 title. Facts. Mm-hmm. Yes. We have MJF and Jungle Boy, which is a weird match in my opinion. Hmm. I don't know how they got the book that. We all knew this on Dynamite. Uh, this, uh, this Wednesday, we all knew this was going to happen on Dynamite. And it was announced for Money in the Bank. John Moxley put the AEW title on the line against Brody Lee, the exalted one. Now, FKA AKA Luke Harper. Well, FKA. Former known as. So, I could see, you know, I see they're working up Brody Lee in terms of um, building him up as a performer. And I'm like, they're going to build him up for a world title opportunity when he hasn't debuted and when he hasn't even been there for a month. So, like, do you see Brody Lee as a future champion in AEW? Yeah, indeed. Just give him time. Because you know you got the dork order, yeah, the dork order and uh, evil one. Yeah, we so have we'll see. evil Uno, Stu Grayson, Alex Reynolds, and John Silver, and Brody Lee, who is the leader of the Dark Order, which we all knew. I thought, you know, when I when they announced him, I thought it was going to be Evil Uno who was the leader of the Dark Order. I thought that was the exact leader, and I'm like, wait a second, there's no, there's only it's only a tag team, but. They they added these two guys, which I never even heard of. I know I know John Silver. I'm very familiar with John Silver. I seen him perform at an indie show once. I never really saw much of his work, but I heard he's a really really good wrestler in terms of working for independent promotions. And he's now currently signed to All Elite Wrestling as part of the Dark Order with Alex Reynolds, which we don't know Alex Reynolds too well. But then when they announced Brody Lee, things really worked up for them in the tag team division and in terms of um, building them up as performers in AEW. So, who do you see as a future champion in AEW besides Brody Lee? 
for the world title. Let, let, let's begin with Jimmy. Darby Allen. Darby Allen. Nine, great pick. Fantastic pick. That's a definite 100%. My yes. pick would be Sammy Guevara, the Spanish god. How about you, Wyatt? I like to see that. Jake Probably Hager. Jake Hager. For me, let's see. And I'm in. All of us know here, Jimmy went on the Jericho Cruise really met a lot of wrestlers there. Maybe Matt Hardy. Yeah, Jimmy went on the Jericho Cruise. Um... I'm, I'm going to try to go next year. It seems I heard no, it. Really yeah. So you may see the Crash and Burn Wrestling Podcast on the Jericho Cruise hopefully next year. We're working something we'll out. See. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, I heard it's really fun. Yeah, like, like whoever went on the Jericho Cruise, I know one of my good buddies uh, is, like, the biggest Chris Jericho fan, and he went on the cruise, and he said it's basically one of the funnest experiences that, that has ever happened. So... But going back to the AEW title picture, I would see um, as a world champion in the world title picture, I like to see a lot of guys, you know, win it. But AEW's thing is they don't want their top talent to be champion. They want younger talent to be world champion. So we're going to go predict our future champions for AEW in terms of world championship, TNT championship, women's, and the tag team division. So... So we already know who we all predicted for the world title. We each gave our, our perspective wrestlers. But for me, I like to see what Jimmy said was Darby Allen. I feel like that's a great pick for a world champion. Or I like to see Cody Rhodes win, but I know that's probably not going to happen because he can't compete for the world title again. So, Which I was there. Oh, you were at full yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I was there when this all happened. Nice. Oh yeah. So. Oh yeah. So, who do you guys predict for the future tag team champions? How about the I How about the no. inner circle? For me, I gotta go. With... Yeah. Great yeah. pick. Well, I'll pull up a list of tag teams, and uh, we'll go on from there. So, I know there's a lot of tag teams in AEW. I'm trying to see where I could find all the tag teams. So. We have the Young Bucks, SCU, Dark Order, Santana, and Ortiz. We have the Lucha Bros, and that's pretty much it for tag teams. But as far as the as future champions go, and we got Private Party as well. Well, I gotta go with my boys, the Private Party, Isaiah Cassidy and Mark Quinn. Uh, they're they're really two um, good, like not really good friends of mine, but I really support them a lot. I'm like one of their biggest fans. I saw them at House of Glory Wrestling in New York, uh, one of the best promotions to go to. That's where they actually got built up from, as well as well as the Young Bucks as well. Uh, I like to see Private Party win the tag titles, definitely. They deserve it, 100%. And as far as secondary goes, I like to see the best tag team in the world, the Young Bucks, at number two. So what do you guys go for? The inner circle private party. All right. All right. We got Wyatt, who you have? Party. Somebody I do me. not know in the top of my head. Um, I will go for, yeah, the inner circle, like I said. Yeah. I see the inner circle in my my mind, but, but, yeah, probably the yeah. inner circle. I see the inner circle as, like, my third pick for tag teams because 
The Infinite Army, they've been one of the most popular factions in AEW. They're kind of like the shield of AEW. They're more like the undisputed era of AEW. Yeah. Since... Oh, yeah. 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 And, and signing big names like, like Taz and stuff like that, do you feel like AEW can succeed in terms of ratings and who to sign in the future? Like, who do you think they should sign in the near time future that has been released from WWE? That has been released just as recently, or that in general, has, in general, hasn't, yeah. I don't not know. Well, like wrestlers that got released in recently. General. Like, who do you guys see going to AEW? I see maybe Rowan could go, maybe to involve the Dark Order, but Rowan, I heard, is interested in going to Japan, New Japan. Um, maybe Ryder and Hawkins I don't see because they're going to go to the Indies because Hawkins owns a wrestling yeah, school down yeah, by New York City Creative Pro um, also who I do see going to AEW is probably EC3 because of that promo EC3 put on the social media um, possibly he could make a huge impact and maybe take the AEW world title maybe in 2021 but that's EC3 is a definite for AEW. Maybe mm. he'll debut at Double or Nothing. Yeah, like John Moxley did last year. So kind of like they had to have a big highlighter because we all knew John Moxley was going to AEW because, well, formerly known as Dean Ambrose, we all knew he was going to AEW because it was kind of rumored and it was kind of like a spoiler that we all knew it. They're like, oh, he's going to AEW. He's going to be the world champion. And far enough at Revolution. How about you, Jimmy? Who do you see going to AEW? Who? Like any rest of the, any release talent like from release talent. WWE? EC3. EC3, okay. Oh, yeah. I do see him going to AEW as well. Yeah. Now, people want to go. In terms of women's wrestling goes, like, in terms of women wrestling goes, I feel like. We have WWE's women's division. We have AEW's women's division. I mean, there's a lot of great women wrestlers out there today. But who would you guys think? Um, women's which women's division is better? AEW's women's division or WWE's women's division? I have to go with probably WWE's because they're more. How about you, Jimmy? What do you think? WWE's. Wyatt. Probably WWE's AEW's women's division is really down the shitter because you have your former wor- women's champion, Riho, who can't I'll even see. put herself through a table. I'll see. WWE. And uh, also, also, in the top of my head, I do have a new story to explain. There's a lot of beef and drama going on Twitter because of all these toxic women wrestling marks saying hashtag really? end men's yes. wrestling. Really? Yes. It- Anybody ever yes. hear about that on yeah. Twitter? Oh yeah, I remember Jimmy talking about. Mm-hmm. I heard Jimmy talking about it this morning. So, yeah, yeah, I can see like WWE have a better women's division, but I like some of the like, women on AEW that Britt Baker have a lot of potential. Like for example, we have Britt Baker. Britt Baker, you have there. You have um, who else? You got there. We got. Uh, one of a fellow New Yorkers, fellow hometown girl for me. I seen her live at House of Glory before she was signed. 
and that is one of my personal favorites. I absolutely enjoy watching her perform. That is the Galaxy's Greatest Alien. She's a fellow New Yorker. She's a graduate of Kurt Hawkins' Creative Pro Wrestling School um, in New York City. Well, it's basically Long Island, to be exact. Mm. And uh, I could see her becoming champion because she kind of got robbed uh, from a women's title opportunity. And um, also another person I could see succeeding is uh, Penelope Ford. I could see... Uh, people like Sadie Gibbs who haven't had much TV time. But in terms of, you know, we forgot one tag team in the tag team division, by the way, and that's Butcher Blade and Bunny, who actually have a lot of potential. Mm. So let's talk about now, let's talk about it as what we were talking about before, the Jericho cruise. And um, Jimmy actually went on the cruise, the, the last cruise before this yes. whole pandemic started. And, Jimmy, what kind of experience did you have on the Jericho cruise? Like, if you want to tell us about it. It was really fun. You, you met a lot of wrestlers there. Yes. Like, how, yeah, we, we saw Jimmy's post. We, he met a lot of wrestlers from all the wrestling. And Jeff uh, But I just have one question. Which wrestler did you, were, were you honored to meet the most from AEW? Let you have your Chris Jericho. Oh, Chris Jericho. I like that. Oh, yeah. Do you? Yeah. Did you, like, I saw you met Sammy Guevara. You met uh, Jurassic Express, along with my buddy Marco Stunt. I see Marco Stunt at indie shows. Like You, you met the American Nightmare, Cody. Do you? I was. I heard Cody's really nice in person. I will be jealous if you met Tony Khan. I heard like he's. Jimmy, how was it like meeting Eric Bischoff? I heard you met um Intercity as well. You met them. You 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 met SCU. Now. SoCal on censor. Yep, one of the greatest tag teams, in my opinion. Did you meet Hangman, Adam Page, as no. well? But, but you met Kenny Omega, though. Uh, yes. I heard he's really nice, Kenny Omega. Yeah, he's a really nice guy. Now, now tell, like, now I want to hear, like, we, we talk about how we meet wrestlers and how their personality is, like, the nicest wrestler I ever met in terms of people, as far as I met a lot of wrestlers throughout my meet and greets and stuff. I met a lot of talent from the indie scene. I met a lot of talent from WWE, AEW, former talent. But in terms of like wrestlers in general that I've met that were nicest as anything, I have to go with the man I met three times. He's one of my favorite wrestlers currently outside of WWE and all big promotions, and that is the villain, Marty Scurll. Mm-hmm. Do it. Uh, and I'll, I'll go so, next. So uh, I'm The only wrestlers uh, I met is Jimmy and Jay Uso. They were really nice. They were really cool. And then I met Vic nice. Joseph, too. 
Yeah, I met Nigel McGuinness and I met two referees. Nice. Yeah. The referees get some fame. Yeah. I met, um, in terms of like, the, I met the most wrestlers as far as the most times I've met them. I met Marty Skrull like three times. I met Vic Joseph and I twice. Met Melina more than three times. Did he remember you from like the set? Because I know a lot of wrestlers remember. I think he Marty did. Marty Skrull remembered me in a heartbeat. Like, I yeah. met him at House of Glory. <laughs> I met him at House of Vic Glory. Vic only said to me, What's up, bro? Time, and I walk up to him. And then you turn around, you're like, Oh, Vic Joseph. <laughs> and then you see him. Yep. I met. Why have you met any wrestlers? Who was the nicest wrestler that you've met? Oh my god, I you nobody Just can believe how many wrestlers I've met for the past uh, eight or nine years. Probably the nicest, the coolest, one of the coolest wrestlers I've ever met. I've met him when I was eleven, and I met him at my last event. I met Drew McIntyre. Um, he, he was pretty cool. Uh, probably the sweetest wrestlers I ever met were probably the Iconics. Sweetest people you could ever meet on the planet, even though I gave them flowers at their signings. Um, also, just the just the everyone's gonna get jealous while I say this. I ran in the Kurt Angle, Umberto Carrillo, and Murphy at a gas station <laughs> after the, after my last event. Oh my god! Murphy was one of the Murphy was never said one word. Like all I said to Murphy is like, "Hey, Murphy, can we get a selfie?" And he just nodded his head and then. There you go. I was I was scared to go near him because I thought he was gonna say no, but I thought Murphy would just say no. Don't don't talk to me. But thankfully, he I got a picture with him. I met Kurt Angle. He's mad cool. Even though he was he was cool. Yeah, Kurt Angle was in with his daughter. He was trying to order his sub, but everyone kept going near him. But thankfully, he said it was okay to get a picture with him because I know Kurt Angle kind of acted a little bothered. Because Kurt Angle had to be on the road. And you said uh, Humberto Carrillo. How is uh, how is he? Him and Murphy traveled together. Humberto was checking out. I was standing right behind him. I'm like, there's no way that's Humberto Carrillo. And then, and then when he was standing there to get his uh, sandwich, um, he, I was like, hey, can we get a picture and selfie? He says, sure, absolutely. But yeah, it was pro- that was probably the coolest experience I ever had. Mm-hmm. Was probably meeting a wrestler at a gas station. Mm-hmm. Coolest thing for me was like when I met uh, one of my favorite independent wrestlers, which is the King, leader of the MDK gang. You probably are not familiar with a lot of these guys. His name is Nick Gage. Like, have you guys heard no. of Nick Gage before? No. Yes. Yeah, I met him. I've heard of him, but I never watched him wrestle. If you ever watch him wrestle, the dude is mad crazy. He's like the, he's like the mm-hmm. king of extreme, like of the indie scene. Also, also Josh. As far as uh, um and rest, best coolest wrestler I ever met. One of the coolest wrestlers I ever met was definitely Rob Van Dam at my hometown. Him, Lita, and Ron Sinems. I met all three of them that night. And Rob Van, Dam, I brought a huge Rob Van Dam poster, and Rob Van Dam had his phone and filmed it all and put it on social media. This happened a while back, but that was probably a cool, well, one of the coolest things that I ever done. Definitely one hey, of the wrestlers I've yeah. ever met. Yeah. Second me, Aside from being the AEW wrestlers, who from WWE have you met? WWE. Scott Hall. Uh, you met Sergeant Slaughter at a baseball game, and I yes. believe you've met uh, 
boogeyman at an indie show. I picked up his worm. Nice, Jimmy. Nice. It's crawling. As far as wrestlers go, the nicest I met was Marty Straw at first off. Number two, I'd have to go with Tito Santana. I met I met Mr. Ariba himself. Because like and then because like I went with my mom and my mom's been a wrestling fan. That's how I got introduced to sports entertainment and professional wrestling because of my parents and my, my grandparents and my mom. And basically my mom grew up watching a lot of these guys oh, yeah. I've never even heard of. I'm like, who's like Scott Hall? And then I watched back. I'm like, damn, this was good Let's back talk. then. And then Wait, yo, Josh. And then I met Tito. I, like, How about like, we do a little interview? Yeah, Walk out everyone into wrestling. Yeah. Oh wait. Yes. Um also one quick question to everyone. What was the most quietest wrestler what? you've ever met? Oh, we didn't really, we didn't say much. I didn't say much. For me, I would go with Murphy himself, like I just said. Or probably got to go with Jeff Hardy because Jeff Hardy really never said anything. He barely says to anyone when anyone meets him. All he, all he just says is, hey, how are you doing? Also, Drake Maverick, I didn't have the best experience with because all he said, all I did was hand him my book from the side. Wow. And then Ma- Maverick says, there you go. That's all he, he didn't say what's up. Oh my god! Like, what's up, bro? There you go. Did he even say what's up to you? No, Maverick. Just... Anyways, Maverick was very quiet. So the quietest. All he said was, "There you go." In terms of like quiet, uh, Mark Henry was. I met. I didn't get a picture with him or anything because you know these promoters that are you're gonna pay for the picture. I thought Mark Henry. I heard he's really nice. Like... He shook my hand, and everything, and we were having a conversation. And everything like that. But then, like, I I was surprised that this guy was kind of like didn't say one word to me when I tried to get his attention. That was Enzo. All right, so. I never. But I'll tell you, I was sitting. Um, I was sitting talking to Chris. Oh, Chris Van Vliet and Barry Horowitz. I was sitting talking to them. Yeah. No, actually, it wasn't them. I met both of them too. Um, I saw. I was talking to TJP. Um, at his table because he was wrestling that night too, and I see Enzo. Enzo's table was right next to TJP's. I I try. Enzo comes out. I think he had like used the bathroom or something like that. He went into the back or something like that, and he comes out. I try getting his attention. So then I I go up. I walk around the booth. I see Kurt Angle taking pictures with people, but I'm like I already met him anyway. So why am I gonna get a picture with Kurt Angle again? But I would love to. But I try. But, I'm so not this is what I see Mark Henry and Enzo talking, and I look directly at them. And Enzo was such a fucking dick. He tells me to move so they can have a private conversation. And usually, usually people say, "Oh, he's sweet as pie. He's so nice to his fans." Well, once you hear my experience, you'll never want to meet him again. But I'll give him one more chance. Who? I'll give him one more chance. Because definitely a cool wrestler to meet, even though he's he just left WWE. Definitely have to meet Eric Rowan. You could like talk to him for hours. Eric Rowan and I had a really really fun cool conversation and stuff. But yeah, definitely have to meet that guy. He's really nice. Definitely, you could you could yes, you could talk to him for hours. 
even though I met him WrestleMania access that weekend. Really cool Another guy. wrestler that I had a really 15-minute conversation with was, of course, Marty Scroll when I first met him. Um, I have a store in my area, and it's owned by um, one of my good buddies. I first heard about this store when I was about... Oh, 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 I've heard of that store. Wrestling Universe store in Queens, New York. Yes. Yeah, I, I live, like, right near it. And basically, they do signings there, like, and they do independent shows. Um, and I first heard about the independent shows. I mean, i never been to any, but I went to one, and I just had to go back to more. And then I started going for the signings and stuff. So when I heard he was getting Marty Skrull, and I'm like, oh, my God, I have to meet this guy. I was a big fan of him since the Bullet Club days. So, like, so... I'm waiting online. I have my photo with him for him to sign and everything like that. I have, like, I'm wearing my Bullet Club stuff. I go in the room. Literally, first thing he says he with his accent, he goes, hey, how are you? And stuff like that. And we start talking, and he was asking me all these questions. I'm like, that's how wrestlers should be. I'm like, that's how most wrestlers are. They should, like, be chill and nice. And, and unlike some wrestlers who are kind of, like, annoying and... Kind of, you know, you want to smack him in the face, but like, I feel like Marty Scroll is one person you have to talk to. Like, you can go have a talk, you can talk mm-hmm. to him for hours, like you said about Eric yeah. Rowan. Mm-hmm. Also, another question is what was the funniest wrestler experience you ever had? For me, probably in my last show with me and Kyrie Sane, Kyrie Sane couldn't stop smiling and giggling at me, even though she's a heel. When her and Asuka, I had an Asuka sign that night. So when Kyrie was towards me, um, she she like let t- she like <laughs> touched my hand, and I'm like, "What the hell just happened? What the hell?" Because I, I'm like, "Does this girl like me or something?" <laughs> what just happened? Oh my god, that's funny. What just <laughs> like what just for me the funniest? And that girl, that girl was tiny. She was tiny. So hey, hey short, Jimmy. Right? What yeah, was the funniest really experience short. you've had meeting Compared a wrestler? Me. MJF. What did he do? Oh, oh yeah. You can't live I with them, see. and you can't live without them. <laughs> he said that to me. Yeah, I heard he's really. He's, I heard he's a <laughs> yeah. deep, he's on TV though. and not on TV. I um. Yeah. Funniest for me, that's tough. Definitely um, Kevin Matthews from uh, Creative Pro Wrestling. Uh, and he also wrestled in Impact with uh, Fall of Raw and stuff like that. Um, you heard of KM, right? Kevin Matthews from Impact. He's been in WWE, I think. From Impact, times. yep. He's a fellow, uh, he's a promoter as well, I think, and he's also a wrestler in the area. Uh, funniest thing with him, because I, I, I actually I was a big fan of his. I loved his character and stuff like that. But, um, like, uh, we, me and him, were, I met him at a signing for free. I basically met him and who remembers Paul Burchill from WWE? I oh, met, yeah, I remember him. He was, like, the pirate yeah, gimmick or sister, something. Well, formerly was, like, play, who, the one who played his sister on TV. She was really sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but him, Kevin Matthews was hilarious. Like he was funny, but like, like I took a he took a picture of me and like he stood right next to me. I'm like, damn, this guy's fucking big. I'm like, damn, he's huge. But he was like making all these jokes. I'm like, I said I came here to see um, I came here to see um, 
well, the girl, whatever her name was, I think it was Katrina at the time, and she, and he goes, what, you're not here to see me? And I'm like, yeah, I'm here to see you. I, I'm like, and then I was kidding with her. I'm like, nah, I didn't come here to see you more. I came here to see Kay more. And then he gives me a high five, and we were like, he was making all these jokes. <laughs> so that's the funniest I had with a wrestler. Like, okay, now, what was the worst experience you had with a wrestler? Hmm? What was the worst experience? I don't remember, really. I haven't met, met much wrestlers recently. Wait, what? How about you, Wyatt? Never um, had a worst experience. What was the worst you know? experience you ever had meeting a wrestler? No. You know? Mm-hmm. That's like me. How about you, Jimmy? Worst experience ever besides Enzo no. and stuff like that. Good. That's good. Enzo? If, if you don't have the worst experience, that's good because yeah. that means you have yeah. a positive attitude towards them. Oh, yeah. Now, if you had to meet a wrestler from your childhood that you want to meet on your bucket list, who would that be? For me, I'd probably, like, cry my eyes out if I ever met this person, and that's mm-hmm. um, yeah. the Raider. I would want to meet The like, Undertaker. Yeah, like, He's I the one that got me I've into wrestling. Went, the only person, got me the only person I really want to meet, I want to meet the Viper Randy Orton or the uh, goddess Alexa Bliss. Mm, yeah. That's that's my girl. Yes, totally. Alexa Bliss is fantastic. Uh, but for me, Edge, because one, Edge is the reason. Well, the reason who, which the wrestler that got me into wrestling was Edge, Rey Mysterio. Like I said, Cena, The Undertaker got me into wrestling. I want to know how Jimmy got into wrestling. My cousin showed me on TV. Okay, but what wrestler got you hooked into it? Edge. Edge. Mm-hmm. Well, what got me into wrestling is that I saw some clips on YouTube, and my teacher from middle school got me more hooked into it too. I want to know how Wyatt got into wrestling. Like, um, my fam, my cousin mainly got me into it, pretty much. Um. But yeah, it's been a long story. I pretty much got into it when first grade when the when a person in my class had John Cena shoes on. So uh that's all I've got to explain, but and that's all I've got to explain here on this podcast. But um SmackDown's getting ready to come on for a few minutes. But um and yeah, yeah it's, I eight o'clock, so for me, meeting a wrestler. Hold on. Um, so for me, like, sadly, I'm uh, gonna have to have an early release right here because I've gotta get ready to do things. But yeah, thank you for the pl- pleasure having me on here. Uh, but yeah, thank you for having me on. But uh, early release no for problem. me. But you all can continue. Thank you very much. No problem. Right. No problem, Wyatt. All right, so Wyatt is um, left. So for me, meeting a wrestler. Uh, so the reason I got into wrestling, this is how I got into it. So it's a funny story. So okay. I was in third grade. <laughs> so, so I was in third grade. My two friends at the time were huge fans. And I, they were watching stuff. I think they were talking about it. I think we were on some school trip. And we, they were talking about it at the bowling alley. Because our class went bowling for a school trip, and 
Um, I I was like, what are you, I'm like, what are you guys talking about? I went over to them, I'm like, what are you guys talking about? And we're like, and they're like, oh, we're talking about something called WWE. And I'm like, oh, I'm kind of interested in this. So they, they were showing me stuff, um, like clips of matches and stuff. I'm like, oh, this stuff is good. This seems interesting. So I go home, I told, I, t- I asked my mom, she knew what it was. And, and I, I say to my mom with like, this like, little kid voice, I'm like, mom, I'm like, mom, what's wrestling? <laughs> and she goes, oh, God. Because <laughs> my mom stopped watching after she gave birth to me. So like, uh, so she put on, I think, SmackDown, I think. Yeah, SmackDown. She put on the Smack, Friday Night SmackDown. Uh, and I saw Rey Mysterio, John Cena, Undertaker, Kane, Edge, Jeff Hardy. Mm. I got introduced to a lot of the guys I, I love today. And I was just hooked ever since. And... The wrestler who John got Cena. me into wrestling was John Cena. The Rated R Superstar. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. And then, and then as I got older, I kind of watched a lot of other companies I wasn't familiar with, like New Japan, Ring of Honor, uh, let's see, uh, TNA, which is known as Impact Wrestling. And a lot of other promotions. Like I'm a big fan of AEW, like everyone else is in the world today. And yeah, that's basically how I got hooked on wrestling. Let's see, we got time. We got a couple more minutes left before SmackDown starts. We're gonna be doing our right, SmackDown recap. And Money show, in the Bank recap um, show with Jimmy and Wyatt. And I would like to yeah, to announce our guests for that podcast. Um, we have Vinny, the King of the Hour. We have Lucas, and then. We got Wyatt on the podcast. Yes, sir. Yeah. And then Jimmy yep. will be back for more. So should we go ahead and say our outros? Yep. Well, hmm. we'll wait till like it hits 8 o'clock and stuff like that. And we'll talk for a couple more minutes. And then we'll, when sma- when it's like like seven, We can then get, get ready for we'll SmackDown. We'll our outros and stuff like that. No, we do. Right. So we'll hop on sure. Skype and watch SmackDown. So, um, so in terms of merchandise goes, you know, WWE is big, big, really big with merchandise, selling figures, T-shirts, belts, and wrestlers selling their own merch on Pro Wrestling Tees for AEW. And basically, like, I'm going to ask everybody this. Like, everybody on the podcast is going to be asked this question. What was the first piece of wrestling I'll start. that you've um, ever got? It's got to be the WrestleMania 33 shirt. <laughs> but it, but, but for, uh, for wrestlers, so what um, year did you I would say the Matt Hardy Bray Wyatt shirt back when they were a team. Oh, nice. For me, my first, well, I kind of watched wrestling when I was eight, so I kind of watched a lot of the older stuff. And basically, my first wrestling merchandise officially by WWE was the John Cena purple wristbands from like 2011, 2010, when I went to my first ever live event uh, at Nassau Coliseum in my hometown of New York City, well, Long Island, I should say. But then I kind of, you know, went on WWE Shop, bought a bunch of stuff, reviewed it on my YouTube channel, 
uh, and stuff like that. That's how basically I got my passion for reviewing stuff for the stuff that I love, which is professional wrestling and stuff like that. And by the way, since we have a couple NXT people in the building, um, I actually went to a show. It's a company based in New York City. Um, it's called, who's heard of oh, yeah. the company I've called heard of that. Uh, Evolve? Oh, yeah. You heard of, like, who's, Jimmy, yes. have you heard of Evolve Wrestling? Yeah, I've, I've been to, I went to my first show, uh, February the 29th, um, my first ever Evolve show. I actually, I actually enjoyed it. It was actually, there's a, there was a lot of, uh, great, uh, talent. I got to meet Rhea Ripley and Keith Lee that night too. And as well as I didn't get to meet him though, but I was wanted to meet him. And that was the, um, Let's see. Um, the psychotic <laughs> son of a bitch known as Tommaso Ciampa, the black heart. Oh, yeah. I just had to say that. So, yeah, I met Rhea Ripley and uh, Keith Lee. Two really, really nice wrestlers that I've met. I mean, no one who could have been more nice than Rhea Ripley. She was sweet as pie. Uh, Keith Lee was so humble. He was so nice. Uh, I waited over a half an hour to meet him, and he really appreciated that I waited that long to meet him. And I really appreciate uh, him taking the, taking time out of his busy schedule to meet all of his fans, because that's what means a lot to the wrestlers as well. Is them oh, yeah. we forgot to ask Jimmy, what was the first ever piece of merchandise so. you got as a wrestling fan? The Rock for Sam Buck mm. shirt. Oh, the CM Punk Best in the, the World The Rock shirt. CM Punk shirt. Oh. 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 Yeah, from, yeah. And if Wyatt was here, Wyatt would ask, um, we would ask Wyatt. So once Wyatt um, comes back on the podcast next episode, uh, oh, yeah. we'll ask him what the first piece he got was. Uh so, yeah, as we said, we're going to have the king of the hour, uh, Vinny, on here. Vinny D, one of our very good friends on Instagram. And the t- then we have Lucas coming out at Lucas on. underscore Rainmaker. And, uh, yeah, and we have Lucas as well. I'm also going to be getting our good friend, yeah. Ali, um, who is Mel X Dolph on Instagram. So, look out for more future guests. And... Um, follow us on Instagram at Crash and Burn Wrestling Pod. Uh, we're also on Twitter. If you, if Jason, you at, cr- say what at Crash and Burn Pod is our Twitter account. YouTube channel coming soon. And on Instagram as well, we're on Instagram yep. as Crash and Burn Wrestling Podcast. Definitely. Uh, and um, we're also launching merchandise coming soon. Not just as of yet. Uh, Shout out to our good buddy Gio mm-hmm. for designing some stuff for some t-shirt designs. I basically love the logo that Wyatt created. Um, basically, we're going to put stuff on t-shirts, hoodies, yep. so you get your official Crash and Burn Wrestling merchandise coming soon. So, I was actually thinking of this, Jason. If you were going to uh, bring your, you could bring one of your good buddies. Yeah, yeah it depends on what he says. Yeah. 
So, yeah, as you know, Jason's going live right after SmackDown tonight. So, make sure you guys mm-hmm. tune into his live stream. And uh, in terms of wrestling goes, like, who collects uh, wrestling yeah. figures in this, in this? I know Jimmy movie? has so many I figures. Know, I'm a big and, and why has oh, figures? Yeah. yeah, I have figures too. I, um, I basically started out as a Jax collector. Uh, my passion for collecting wrestling figures is one of my favorite things to do. I always go to the store, look for some new figures, and I, uh, you know, I would like to search it down, kind of like the usual Toy Hunter thing. But in terms of new figures come, goes, I actually just picked this up. Uh, I picked this up for a friend. It's the Elite Series 74 Natalia. Fantastic figure. And, um, my friend, actually, I'm going to get my friend here. Is, uh, he's my tag team partner. You may know him from some of my live streams. He's my good friend. Um, he's a bro- He's one of my good brothers on here. It's the Grim Reaper, Kyle Riker from Rock and Roll Forever Reviews on Instagram. Go check him out. Uh, we're going to be interviewing him soon. I'm going to ask him if he wants to be interviewed for the podcast and stuff like that. So, uh yeah, check out for more interviews. And we also put a poll-up on our a question box thing. And any Instagram. YouTubers. What wrestlers would you like to see us interview? Um, and any YouTubers that are wrestling-related. Uh, so uh, if you guys want to see us interview wrestlers, we're trying to get Leo Rush. Yeah. And uh, Sammy Guevara. For an interview and stuff like that. Because yeah. uh, he's one of the highly anticipated. Jimmy's trying to get us Sammy Guevara. <laughs> I think Tim and Sammy are like, yeah. really best friends. <laughs> So if you could get us, um, so Jimmy, if you could get him for our podcast, we'll be great to interview Sammy. Yes. Anyways, it's seven fifty-eight. And another person, I mean, it's seven fifty-eight. All right, so thank you guys for tuning in to the first episode of Crash and Burn Wrestling Podcast right here on Anchor. We really appreciate this. This journey has just begun. The journey to climb to the top has just begun as well. And Crash and Burn is leading for many more memories to come. Like I said, follow us on Instagram at Crash and Burn Wrestling Podcast. Follow our Twitter, Crash and Burn Wrestling Pod, for all podcast news and updates, and as well as announcements. Uh, we're also You can also follow us on Instagram. Um, you can follow us on our personal pages. Mine is at Josh's Toy Show. Uh, My Instagram username is at WrestlingFanky15 and at Bailey underscore Jason16. Thank you guys for watching and be sure to tune in for more episodes. And Jimmy's uh, just too sweet. All right. Yeah, so follow us on our personal pages. I'm your host, as always, the self proclaimed greatest motivational speaker and the greatest fat man that ever lived. I am your host, as always, the assassin, Josh Danker, along with my co-host. He is the the, the best in the world at what he does. Yo, he what up, what up? Himself, Jason, and this is and this is also our, another person who will be helping us out with the podcast. And then we he got the oh, yeah. guy that left early, and Wyatt, at right the there. Wrestling Era underscore. Be sure to check him out. Yeah, on Instagram at the Wrestling Era. So, without a doubt, that does it for this podcast. We're gonna get ready for SmackDown, and 
We will see you guys on the next Peace out, everyone. Stay safe. Burn Wrestling Podcast. This on this day, peace out, guys. <laughs>